Welcome to Podcast for the Recently Released. I'm your host, Luz Stardust. And I'm the other guy, Joe Matisse. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! If you Happy guys... New Year! <laughs> so if you guys are listening to this, it means we are well into the new year already, uh, which is which is good. We hope your year is going good so far. We had some unfinished business with 2018, and we didn't get a chance to talk about our favorite video games on the podcast yet, so we thought today would be as good as any of a time to talk about them. These are our favorite games that we played this year, or last year, oh my god, already. Yeah. Yeah, and we're gonna rate, uh, we're gonna talk about them a little bit, some of our favorite things that happened in them, and we're gonna rate them all on a one to five scale. Five stars. Yeah. One star. All right, are you ready? Five meaning the most nudity and violence. Oh my god, I hate you. I'm just kidding. We'll start with this one, because I think this is one of the earlier games we played this year, and that was Detroit Become Human. Uh, this is a game I was freaking excited for. I think you actually showed me like a video of somebody playing the demo, um, or you might have even just showed me just in general when it got announced, because I didn't have any idea about that. And it's by the same people who created Heavy Rain, right? Yep. Which was like one of my favorite games that I've think i ever played like i thought it was a really fun game so to hear that they're making something new was super exciting uh for those who don't know i am like absolutely terrified of like android related stuff like anything that can involve robot takeover i'm definitely not down with uh but this game was really cool and i had a good time playing this so do you want to talk about like maybe some of the characters or your favorite bits about it I mean, it's a good game for the in-between kind of person that doesn't really play games super frequently, but still wants to get into games that have a heavy storyline or have some action and stuff like that. Well, it's not like you're going to go up there and start fighting like a regular fighting game. Like, anytime you have to do something, you press an action button and it does it for you. But they're so unique, their action buttons. They're not just, like, press A. Yeah, it's not like an adventure game, you know? Yeah. And it's not an action button masher, and it's not, you know, an RPG. But at the same time, you know, you're playing a game that's very interactive, and based on your decisions, you know, it changes the game as you play along. I love that you say that it's not an adventure game because the bio for it says Detroit Become Human is an adventure game developed by Quantic Dream and published by Sony Interactive. Well, I don't care what they say because you don't get to just adventure. Yeah. So that's always silly to hear. There's areas that you can't go into. It's and more like... like uh, it's like Life is Strange, kind of. like That's like where everything you do affects the storyline and you have to basically go to these things for like each part. It's like an action simulator. The story revolves around three androids, the first one being Connor, who is a police investigator tasked with hunting down androids that have deviated from their program behaviors, just basically, you know, androids who are sticking it to the man and being like, F this, I'm gonna be human. Yeah, like, do not compute, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Kara, who's, is that how you say her name, Kara? Kara? Kara. I, I don't know. Kara. I, I, I don't one know. of those. But she's a housekeeper android who... De- develops artificial consciousness and becomes responsible for a young girl's safety and then we have marcus who is a caretaker android who after gaining consciousness takes upon uh takes it upon himself to free himself from bondage oh to free others like him from bondage bondage Ooh. sounds dirty i just bondage. took it from how it was 
written. It sounds really Doesn't weird. make a lot of sense compared to what the game's like. So basically, um, we have these three characters. They're all androids, as we said. And you see, like, a bit of their intro story uh, to who they are. And then you kind of see them gaining a conscious, as it said. And when that happens, there happens to be, like, this kind of wall that they show, right? It's like a red wall with text on it. And it's, like, basically saying, you know, don't do this because it's going to go against your programming. And then they each of the characters break through it to do something. Yeah. So for uh, Marcus, it's because, you know, he loses um, somebody close to him. And he uh, kind of freaks out about it and, and realizes that androids get treated like shit. And he's, like, not going to take it anymore. For Kara, it's because she sees that this young girl is in an awful situation and she needs to save her and get out of it. And then for Connor... um. I don't think, I think you can choose if he does it, right? Or, I don't know if you could choose it, but. You get to choose, I think, for everybody, technically. No, I think for the other two, you have to do, you have to at least, you choose their ending and their story, yeah, but you have to choose to continue on with it. No, I heard that you can play, and right in the beginning, you could just let certain characters just not activate their consciousness and go on without them. I think that if it's like that, I think the only thing that happens is that Kara dies right away. Yeah, that's what that would be. Okay. It. So, I guess you can... I thought that it, was, that it automatically goes there and then you continue the story on, but maybe you're right because this game has so many possible outcomes. Anytime you do a story and you look at it and it's finished with that mission for that story, you see, like, a web that pops up with all the different outcomes you could have taken and, like, different ways that things would happen. They're locked, so you can't see exactly what they are, but... You know that if you have another playthrough, you can go a different way if you choose to. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's really cool. Um, I would give it a solid five. I actually really like this game. I liked, Out of five? Yeah, I love this game. It was oh, one of my snap. favorites this year. And I really liked um, Connor's, Connor's partner. What was his name? Um, what do you mean? He had, he had a partner, like a real human partner, and he was not about androids. The old man? Yeah, the old that man. Died. I don't remember his name. His name is Hank. Okay, so Connor has a partner named Hank. Yes. And you liked him. I loved him. I thought Hank was so good. I really Hank liked was. Uh, their storyline between the two of them. I thought it was really fun and playful because obviously you see throughout the game people who are like not down with androids, who are freaked out by them, people nah, who man, are mess with them. sympathetic and like want to, you know, take care of them because of the backlash and then you have people who just think it's cool and they want one so it's kind of like all over the place and like you could choose to lead the rebellion with marcus as like a crazy person and just fuck people up or you could try and do it in a peaceful way so it's yeah. interesting to see how many options you have throughout this or you game. could just control all delete yourself that's true i guess what was uh what nah, would you, you don't get that option i don't i don't know what would you rate this game I would give it a four out of five if you're going out of five. Okay, and why is it a star less than my rating? Because I am not entirely a fan of the way you play the game where you have to do like weird controller movements or press just a button to have like a quick time event happen or something like that. Which I get. I, I understand if that's like not your game style, but I think that they use so many different buttons and things in it that makes it kind of cool for me. Because, like, some of the games that are like that, you just press, like, X continuously. Well, I think I'd rather at, le at least play a little bit more user-friendly and fun like a, an average third-person adventure game would be. That makes sense. Okay, so another game that we got to play this year uh, was God of War, which I think won, like, Game of the Year this year. 
Um, I don't know what I number. It did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what number in sequence this game is. Is the eighth installment in God of War, and you said the third. Oh, because it's just released as God of War One. That's why. My bad. I'm all confused. I'm stupid. So it's apparently the eighth God of War installment, but it's like just called God of War. And it's the sequel to 2010's God of War Three. It said. So, it, the games are all kind of all over the place. I don't know because I do not play other God of War games. But we played this one together, and it was actually really fun. I actually really enjoyed the game. It's um, intense. It's, I don't, the monsters are kind of scary. The boy is, like, really precious. So, I like the dad-son dynamic and him giving him a lot of tough love and being, like, tough on him. And uh, when you kind of see that he's also a god as well in his abilities, it's, yeah. it's really cool. Really unique. It, that is more of a full-blown action-adventure game. You know, it's more open world, you're adventuring, it's all based in that kind of crazy, what is that, Greek mythology. And everything just looks so pretty. Gorgeous game. We had, And there's a lot of crazy, like, villains that you fought against. Like, there was, like, that big-ass dragon, remember we walked on there? Yeah, everything is very grand scale. I mean, when you fight uh, a boss or a bigger enemy, I mean, they are huge. They're they anywhere be... from double to, like, quadruple to even bigger this like size yeah i mean they could be the size of a of damn near a skyscraper and you could be climbing up them like you're hiking up a mountain while they're moving trying to attack you it's pretty unique and a wild experience and what's crazy is like kratos is already like a pretty big dude like he's a large dude he's really muscular he's obviously you know um and his kid is just like a nerd it's like a super dweeb, man. He just sits there like a little guy. Somehow he just doesn't get hurt because, you know, he's like a god's son and all that stuff. But at the same time, like for real, man, that little scrawny dude like just takes a beating. No, but he also teaches him like a lot of things. So like he was prepared very early on to like go out and like live a life like this because it's different from like how we are. You know what I mean? And fight like, big scary monsters. So he does a really good job with that. I actually really like that game. Um, I mean, I didn't play as much as you did i mostly watch and i played a bit because i was freaked out by some of like the little ghoul things that would pop up and stuff but i liked it so what would you what would you say your rating is for this well i actually um i would say out of five man i would say it's like a five out of five because i would say i still want to go back and play more of it because i remember going and still after we finished the game going to play more of the game and diving into some of the side stories and you just being like, come on, let's go to the next game. And stopping. and, and it's But it's really good. It's really fun. Wait, me saying go Yeah, yeah. Game? You were like, can we play a different game now? Now that we finished it? And I was like, yeah, but there's more story stuff. Which is fine because Joe is like, I love you. But you are like the guy who, when we want to watch a movie, you have to watch all the extra credits, all the deleted scenes, all this. Which is fine, but you want to watch it half the time before we watch the damn movie. So by the time we get to the movie, I'm tired. So when we play the main game for so long and it's over, he want to go back and play all the extra shit. And I'm like, no, I'm tired of this game. <laughs> so I really like the game. I, I would say a five is fair. Um, obviously, I didn't play it too much on my own. So like I would generally give it probably a four. But I think because of how well it was re received and um, how beautiful the game looked that I would definitely be comfortable giving it a five. So another highly anticipated game that we've been waiting for all year was Spider-Man for the PS4. Spidey boy. So, uh, what was it? PS2 was the game that was like pretty similar to this one? What? The, it was like the Spider-Man game for PS2. No, I mean after Spider-Man 2. But that the was... The movie game. 
that's that what I'm talking about. Introduce the open world Spider-Man adventure. That's what I'm like talking sandbox about. Style, so yeah. when when you play the new Spider-Man game, if you've played the old one, it feels almost nostalgic, like it's like an homage to it, and it feels like because it's Spider-Man, you get it. But like the way that the game was played when it came out was so unique. Like you got yeah. to you know, web sling around the city and, like, run around and do all those crazy jumps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and although we've seen that style now replicated with so many Spider-Man movie games, it's refreshing all over again. Yeah, but I really liked the one for PS2 back in the day, so getting yeah. this was, like, really cool. Especially when they had that Nickelback and Saliva song. What? I don't remember that. <laughs> Only a hero could save us. You know that song? Sure. Something like that. Something with a hero, you know, and they had them on a rooftop and Spidey was swinging around. I, I'm pretty sure. You're, like, really into Nickelback right now. It's fine. Anyways, uh, <laughs> talking about the new game, uh, it was really cool. They had a really interesting way of, you know, gaining new moves and skill sets throughout the game. You got a lot of cool gadgets, like those little spider things that can crawl around. Yeah, I mean, this is a... Like long time running Spider Man, they say no new to the new to the game. Yeah, and I also really liked um, just like the ability, like when you're swinging webs, like how fast you can go. You could drop down, and the second before you hit the ground, you just shoot out another web and you fly around. Yeah. I really like that. You know, you interact with people on the streets. Um, there's so many things you could do in this game. Like anywhere you go, you could hear a crime in the area, and then that turns into something else. Yeah, lots uh, of stuff to do. I think my only complaint for the game was that I could not stand the Mary Jane character. Yeah, I don't need to play as her, especially when she's like, no offense, but she was ugly. She didn't look like a good comic Mary Jane. That's rude. Well, she was. I do think that she doesn't look like the traditional Mary Jane. Yes, I agree with you there. She was whack looking. And she was too, like... Like, I know that Spider-Man does revolve around their relationships a lot. Like, he does have a lot of love interest and stuff happens. I totally get that. I'm here for that. It was, she was just very whiny with her stuff. And, like, he's homeless at a point in this game. And all this other shit that's like, I don't think your bratty part of your relationship is this important at this moment in time. You know what I mean? So she does that a lot. And... The only time I thought it was cool to play as her is when there were, we were in Grand Central Station. Yeah. And it was on lockdown, and Spider-Man was flying around while and yeah, we were doing stuff. Yeah, and you were kind of making him attack people. Yeah, so, so, like, I really enjoyed that aspect, and it was cool to play as other characters. We get to play as uh, Miles Morales for a little bit and uh, and do, like, kind of the same thing as MJ. I don't know if there's anybody else we get to play as. But, <coughs> so I really like that. Uh, I mean, I didn't love that, but I, I did like Miles' part and the one scene for MJ. So the only thing I really didn't like was her, I think. Yeah. Uh, I love that we're with Doc Ock. I love seeing the lab and I love, you know, Aunt May. Yeah, all the great characters are there. Like, pretty and much the original Sinister Six yes, is there. Yes, so many villains in, in this effect, game. yeah. So many. And it was really cool to see, like, towards the end, like, you fight a bunch of them. So seeing, like, uh, what was the one with the dream sequence? Uh, Scorpion? Right? What? he hit us and we were in like almost like a dream like sequence where we kept going through like doors oh, from the venom when he was poisoned yeah, yeah. so there's like a bunch of cool stuff that goes on really, they really, really go in depth each time they show you each character they have a fun experience with them and one of the things was in the trailer like it was one of the the, the earlier fights when you fight uh what's his name big show explain 
the the big dude with the white suit. Kingpin. Yeah, big shot. <laughs> big shot. Yeah, big shot. For those of you who know everything about Marvel characters, you will obviously be familiar with this big shot fellow. <laughs> A well, bad fellow, indeed. Well, the whole sequence that you see in the trailer was so cool. Like, you when, when we first seen the trailer, like, seeing that was amazing. Seeing all the moves and the gadgets and everything was really cool. But getting to play that part was awesome. I really liked that a lot. Yeah, the introduction is awesome right off the jump. Do you have any, like, favorite missions or anything that you did throughout the game? Um... Honestly, it's been pretty much every boss fight's been really good. Really good. And I've been really enjoying just swinging around mindlessly. But um, I also do enjoy the DLCs that are coming. The DLC that we yeah. played already was really good. We didn't finish that, though. Yeah, well, because I, I have cons with the game, too. Yes. And the one thing I can say for everybody is if the game is not, like, updated and you didn't download the DLCs and all that stuff, don't max out your character's level by doing what I did and finishing every single little side mission possible before you finish the story because your character maxes out and then every experience point you gain after that doesn't go to anything. Yeah. So don't make the mistake I made. Wait, get all the DLCs and ease into the game and just have fun. Yeah, so um, obviously we don't want to like... We want to talk about the game and things that happen without spoiling too much of the game. Uh, the DLC, has, he mentioned the Black Cat one, was actually really cool so far and I'm looking forward to that because I love Felicia. She is my favorite Marvel character. Yeah. And getting to see her in a game is extremely cool, as well as giving her a new outfit. Like, that outfit is badass, and it's something I really want to make this year. Oh, I also love the the cutscenes in the subway. Yeah, when you, like, do a fast travel through the subway, it's really fun. Yeah. They do some fun stuff. Very And the suits cool. are cool. Like, so yeah, many... lots of different suits to, to try on and use. They're, they all have their own little abilities. You cool stuff. You can fly around the city in your underwear. It's great. Yeah rating oh five absolutely a five i would give it past the scale if i could i thought it, it was everything i wanted in a game it had it besides mj it was everything i wanted in a game they gave me felicia which is already brings it to a five Can no I matter four point five you don't like it to give it a full five i, I told you the con with the game that made me put the game okay, on hold you could do so. a four point five i would give it a, a fucking ten if i could i absolutely love this game i thought All it was right. a masterpiece i was so happy with 4. it. 4.5. I love Spider-Man, so obviously I want to be, I want to give it a 5, but I need that. That ability. I want to go back and play it right now, but obviously I'm holding back for reasons. No, it's all right. I understand. I'm looking forward to the rest of the DLCs. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Far Cry 5. Uh, I've never played any of the Far Cry games before. I know you're really into these games, so if you want to make a statement. Yeah, um... They're fun. Once again, I seem to like open world sandbox adventure games. This one's uh, first person though, so it's a little bit different than what I usually like to play. I like third person better, but first person shooter games like this with all the different options and all the things you can do while you're adventuring around and dealing with some wild stuff, it's really fun. But the whole game kind of revolves around you going to this part of a sectioned island kind of deal deep out in the woods like of this it's like what like an island right um it's like a it's like a hillbilly city area I don't, it's like it's, a compound out in the woods that a that a cult leader has so it, it takes place in hope county which is a fictional region of montana the story revolves around the project at eden's gate which is a doomsday cult 
And uh, Joseph Seed is the leader who's supposed to be like, you know, like all fancy and shit, but the guy's a total douchebag. And then it's his two siblings as well, I believe, right? Yeah, there's, no, there's other siblings. There's like people that are his like understudies or, you know, little batty minions. Yeah, I mean, he has minions, but I think it's him and his two siblings or three siblings that, that are like the main focuses of, of like <clears throat> bosses almost. I guess so. Yeah. Um, and then you have like, you know, as you're driving through like a town or something, you'll have all these like culty hillbillies jump out of like their truck trying to kill you and stuff. Yeah. Total creepos. Yeah. But the game was actually really uh, good. I mean, I like I said, I've never played a game like this. I've never played any Far Cry games. Um, you know, basically you, you go on a mission, you save like an area of the town from all of the crazy... You're trying to liberate the town areas and the little random spots from all these like cult. cult people. Yeah. And then uh, once you do, you get like a bunch of like rewards, whether it's like cash or weapons and, and different items. But the story's actually pretty good. The side missions were pretty fun. Yeah, and you can kind of approach it however you want. You can go kind of be a crazy person and just wreak havoc. You can kind of approach everything very, you know diplomatically and be like hmm, maybe i'll choose to do this and i'll do this to you know make myself get some extra ammo blah 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 i don't know i'm sounding stupid because i'm trying to make it sound like you have a lot of options but it's basically like do whatever you want go around well, clear these say... areas and have fun but you can approach them however you want you could do stealth you could go in guns blazing you can have fun with it uh this game definitely has more of like a comedic aspect to it like some of the missions are absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like, you'll you'll get a mission, and you'll just laugh at it. Yeah, I think that's why I'm trying to make it sound a little more serious. Because it is, yeah, it's got a lot of humor to it, in a sense. Like, even one of the DLCs is like a... Was it a DLC? I don't know if it was a DLC or in the game, but it was like you would have to go around a yard and capture a bunch of crazy people trying to set things on fire... Or it was like no, there were there was a bunch of mini games and okay. stuff like that, and like you know you would take drugs and uh, yeah. uh, fight crazy people, or you know get props and uh, clear areas to help you know a guy shoot weird sci-fi movies about aliens. Like so there's like weird a lot of a lot yeah. of fun stuff in between because you know you're still deep out in the in the woods somewhere with weird families and weird little towns and stuff like that. So oh, Ubisoft makes that okay. Cool. I was wondering who made it. Ubisoft. That's pretty cool. Okay. Um, what else do you have to say about that? Um, overall, I think, you know, for some people who want to have, yeah, it has a fun story and stuff, but overall, you know, it's just a fun open world adventure with some cool, you know, freaky suspense stuff at the same time that you get to do some fun action cool stuff out in a woodsy kind of weird culty south environment so it's pretty cool so what would you rate fun. rate this game i would say i don't know um i'd say like a four a solid four yeah i think a four is fair it's pretty it's pretty good i mean it's all a- these games that we're going to be talking about are gonna have pretty good ratings yeah, not all of them we pick and choose pretty good though like we don't just buy games because they're new like we look up games that we want to buy we in particular reviews, we look a lot of stuff like that yeah um not all of the games will be really good but i think a four is fair um 
It's something I would recommend to somebody, but I wouldn't. Recommend. Oh, my God. It's something I would recommend to somebody, but I wouldn't probably play it again. I don't know. I like to play through my games multiple times. Like, I've played pretty much everything that's, like, my favorite game. I did times. just about everything there was to do in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Besides, like, oh, certain really... hunting objectives and little achievements. I don't play for stupid achievements. Like, you know, dude, 75,000 headshots. Like, why? That that has nothing to do with any of the fun stuff in the story or anything like that or any of the stuff in the environment. You're just, like, achieving random, like, score points, you know what I mean? also really didn't like the ending. I don't know if this game has multiple endings, but... I think it does. Well, the ending we got, I didn't like. It was pretty long and pretty wild, you know? Yeah. Okay ending. Yeah, not my favorite. Um, so now we're going to move on to A Way Out. So I don't know where we heard about this game. I know you told it to me, but um, A Way Out is an action-adventure game uh, where you play as two different men in prison. Uh, basically, okay, so it's set in 19... Hold on. It's set in 1972. Vincent Moretti is freshly incarcerated. Uh, he's sent to prison for fraud and murder. And in jail, he meets Leo, who has been in jail for uh, grand theft, assault, and armed robbery for a few months now. I don't remember which one we played at. Leo's like the skinny dude, and uh, Vincent's a little bit of the heftier dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like a co-op type game, though, which yes. is really fun. A Way Out is an action-adventure game played in a third-person perspective. So it's specifically designed for a split screen, meaning that you can either play it online as a multiplayer or you can play it with somebody with you, which is really cool because we got to play it side by side. Yeah, and considering like every damn TV out there that you can buy for anywhere from three to five hundred bucks is like 50 inches and up, like you can do split screen games. I don't know why people don't offer them more. I just feel more. like people think that people don't want that. Like one of my favorite things is like... Um, like Left 4 Dead for Xbox, like you can play that with four, I think up to four people on your TV or two people on your TV. Split screen? Yeah, I think it's two people you can play on your TV. And they don't have screen. a new version of that though, right? No, and uh, they should be making one, but there, there isn't right now. And then Especially also, Especially like, because everything's for, like 4K now. Well, for Resident Evil 6, I think it was, um, which the most recent one was 7, right? So the yeah. one before that. You got to play as, like, whichever character and your partner. There's tons of storylines, and you could play them together. So, like, we could play yeah. sitting next to each other, which is nice, because a lot of games don't offer that anymore. So, this game is basically about Leo and Vincent trying to escape prison. Um, one of them, I don't know if both of them were falsely accused of their crimes or what, but it's basically the two of them getting out of prison. So, the way that this game works, because you do have to do everything together, is that you... You literally wouldn't be able to play this game without one another. Like, yeah, the way they design it. Yeah, you have to do it. things together. So there's, like, one scene where one of them is in the hospital of the wing. Both Actually, both of them are in the hospital. And one stays in the bed, and the other one crawls around to try and get, I don't know what, from the office for their breakout. Yeah, some kind of item needed to get to the next point or... To bring back to their cells to do whatever they got to do. So but. as, you know, Vincent or whoever's walking around, uh, they have their own story. And then it's still focused on Leo or whoever's in the room with their own story. And they're letting you know if anybody's walking by and you can kind of see things through each side. Yeah, so, you know, as it goes from different parts of the everyday life in the, in the prison from nightlife of having to sleep in your cell while guards patrol or 
in the morning while you're waiting to be released out of your cell. Or, or if you're working on things in prison. Yeah, or, or if you're in the cafeteria or whatever you're doing, they bring those situations out to you and they give you a scenario where you're supposed to work with your other person that you're playing with and kind of just figure out how to, you know, get to the next step in your escape. So there, my couple faults with this game was there was a kind of like a twist in the game that fucked me up and I wasn't happy with the ending of the game. Yeah, it was a little bit different than you would think. Um, So that fucked me up and then there was also a couple times where I was just like, this is kind of weird for the story. Other than that, I think it's such a unique thing to do nowadays. As we mentioned, nobody really does games like this. I think it was so interesting how like there's sometimes there's games where you're like, well, I don't really need this other person. They're just kind of here as backup or like a like a rescue mission, like how like Bioshock is or so, or something like that. And this game makes it so that you literally cannot complete any mission without the other person. Like it's yeah. so involved with one another, and I really really like that. I would probably give it a like a three and a half if they didn't have such a unique concept for a game. Yeah. So. I would give it a three. Yeah. You know, only because of the fact that it is a short game. It's very short. Like, it's cheaper because it's shorter. It's a short game. Um, I would like it to be a lot longer. I I wasn't a huge fan of the ending, and there's no replayability. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, you're doing what you're doing either way. Yeah. You know, I don't really think there's an option for different endings or anything like that. But I would love to see more games in, like, this kind of system, like, setting. I love split screen. Yeah. I absolutely so do. So it was a very like cool different game we got to play this year. Um, so now we're gonna go to one of the more interesting games we played this year that I feel like nobody is talking about, and that's Vampire. Vampire. So we were looking Joe and I tend to kinda hang out in the PlayStation store section just to kind of see what's new. We watch a lot of trailers, then we'll watch stuff on YouTube. Spooky Wookie. And we came across the game Vampire and uh I was like, you know, this seems, you know, interesting. Let's check it out. We checked out the trailer, and it's such a great concept for a game. Uh, basically, you're a fucking vampire, and you're kind of in, you're set in London, right? Because this is around, like, the Jack the Ripper yeah. kind of stuff. Um, you're in a kind of gross, shady area, and... Uh, it says, Dr. Jonathan Reed returns to London from the Great War in 1918. He wakes in a mass grave as a vampire. Uh, so that's immediately how the game starts. And he, he kills his sister immediately. Do you remember that? Right away, yeah. Right he away. He kills a family member. Yeah, he doesn't realize that it's his sister because he's, like, so thirsty. And he kills his sister. And he's like, what the fuck is happening to me? Uh, he comes across... Is this... Okay. He comes across a few people, and then he lands uh, upon Dr. Edward Edgar. I can't even talk. Dr. Edgar Swansea, right? Swansea? Yes. And this doctor is like, hey, if you come to my hospital because you're experienced in medicine, um, I will help you with, you know, all your vampire shit since you don't know what's going on. And Swansea isn't a vampire. He's like a normal guy, but he understands, like, what is happening with, like, the vampire epidemic kind of thing so you have a choice in this game whether to be like a big baddie vampire and like you know uh seduce people in a way what would you call that and feed off of them and stuff like that but to persuade them and stuff like that with your 
vampire Jedi mind tricks. Yeah, you can do that, or you can choose to, like, live off of rats and, like... Yeah. You know. But the great part of the game is that the game opens up more the more you... Talk talk to people and do what you're there to do in the first place which is to be a doctor the more you do and the more you talk to patients and uh you know explore this epidemic that's you know happening in the area the more the game kind of opens up to you and connects storylines with different characters and connects more things that you can do within the area um which i would tell everybody to do as much as possible and not just take the straight bad vampire route of just feeding off of everyone although that is good to do too after you get your information depending on how far you've gotten so the whole area there's areas that are like overrun by like different types of vampires and like ghouls and stuff and there's like um like almost like a werewolf that comes up at some point right like a big monster you see various different types of things from you know smaller people that i or well, average people, not smaller little people or something like that, but average people that are infected by this plague or epidemic of sorts, and they're kind of like almost like a ghoul. They have scowls. They're, yeah, they're kind of, you know, a little deranged, very almost zombie-esque, but you encounter lots of different types of levels of vampirism, I guess you could call it. It's just a very, like, it's a unique thing. Like, vampire culture has been around for God knows how long. You know what I mean? It's been around for so long. And I've never seen a take on a video game like this. And it's very interesting that, not interesting, but I guess it's cool that you have the option to either be, like, a bad boy or, like, you know, kind of save the world as the good doctor that you are. Yeah, and there is a lot of fighting and adventure to it as well. Oh, yeah. And you can, like do crazy moves like you learn different movement skill sets every time you you know level up something which is nice but there's a lot of different things that you could do you come across other vampires who are like kind of normal like you um and like it it, it's over in the white chapel area so you can go to the white chapel district and it's like really dark and scary there and there's like fucked up monsters and then nicer parts of the districts exist as well um sometimes people could tell you're a vampire like there's people who are kind of like like the police and stuff scouting locations and if they tell like come close to you and see you're a vampire then they'll try to kill you like so it's just got a whole bunch of stuff to it and like i said i feel like nobody's talking about this game um most of it's like sixes out of ten that i'm seeing for people seven out of ten at most but i would i actually really really love this game and i'd give it a five the only thing that sucked is that you didn't okay here okay here's my disclaimer because yeah. <laughs> i've been waiting to say it <sighs> this is a game that does not have replayability do not finish the game until you are done everything you want to do in this game there is no turning back yeah i'm gonna just say that now because that pissed me off yeah so bad because you know how i like to go and do everything and there were a couple things I didn't do, but I figured, oh, I'll just, you know, finish the main story. Hmm. I was very upset about that. Yeah. I'm going to give it a solid 3.5 over that. Damn, really? Because that ruins a lot of aspects of what I like to do in games. So just because of that, you knocked it down? Because it literally, I went into a game blind with no warnings, no nothing, not knowing that literally if I didn't fully enjoy every aspect of the game as i went through that if i got to the ending and didn't know it for sure 
that I that was it. It was over. So because you can choose like to be a bad guy or a good guy, there's different endings for this, no? To some mm, degree. I don't know. I think it slightly changes. But either way, ending is ending, period. Yeah. Well, Joe really must be pissed because that's a... Would you play it again? Yeah, if they changed that. If they made a sequel and they told me right away, yo, we got rid of that whole once that game is over, game is over type deal with the story. I looked it up and it says all endings. So there's apparently four endings. Which I guess we would have to go back and load a previous save and then play the endings again. Because, like... Oh, uh, so you wouldn't be able to get... A yeah, and then, like, what does it matter if we do the endings anyway? Just to watch the sequence? We can't go and explore the, the whole entire environment. Now we're going to talk about uh, kind of the games that we started but didn't finish this year. And first, we will talk about Monster Hunter... Yeah. So Monster Hunter was actually like a game that um had I've, a lot of hype. I've yeah, I also saw it a lot because people that I knew had cosplayed it um like previous games. So when this game came out, everybody was like super stoked on it. It looked beautiful and we were like, "Okay, why not why not try it?" Um it's cool because you get to make your own characters. Yeah. Every time that you, you know, earn some sort of income or whatever from battling a monster you get to upgrade your weapons and stuff and those are actually really cool concepts for the game um as far as that looks the area that you're in like the main area where you get to get yeah. a little elevator and stuff up very nice the game is visually stunning looks great gorgeous the monsters are very cool like such cool concepts and designs for them the game sucks <laughs> yeah i'm not a fan of that game the at all. actual game was i didn't like it and um for it having so much hype i don't let things that get overhyped judge what my opinion is yeah. or underhyped. I always make my own opinions. And so it just sucks though because people seem to really, really enjoy it and I was just like, but better why? Like how? <laughs> um, it was fun. Like the concept itself is, is a fun concept. Yeah. And when you first get introduced to them and all the crazy stuff happens and you're running up those hills from like whatever monsters are there. Remember that? Yeah. That part was cool. But then the rest of the game is just kind of empty. <clears throat> I think, you know, it just must appeal to a, you know, different type of audience because playing a game like that, it doesn't even feel like you're having, you're in this story at all, you know, because of how off-putting it is and difficult to do the main part of the game, which is hunt monsters, fight them and defeat them and, you know, use all the things that hap that you get when you harvest their parts it just feels repetitive and boring to me like the concept of killing monsters cool that's okay and then i also i feel bad for killing monsters yeah so like, and like it's like weird like timed situations where if yeah. you don't like apparently get the monster within a certain amount of time you like lose and have to leave the area like i what like it's timed zones like what do you mean it's an open world like it's a giant world monster hunter world like you're <laughs> You're, like, exploring the everything, and, and then there's no life out there besides the wildlife. Like the, you know, It's not like you're walking around when you're trying to hunt a, a monster and finding people to talk to and things to and do. Maybe we didn't play it long enough to get enough story progression, but we didn't really have any story progression for the amount of time we put into that game. I felt like it was just consistently boring and the same. And uh, what's crazy to me is it has, like, a 9.5 out of 10 on IGN and shit. 
but on Steam it has like a 6. So it's just like, I guess if that's your audience and you like the game, absolutely awesome, that's sick. But I don't know, I don't know what if I expected something more for this game or what, but it just didn't hit all the right notes for me. So. It reminds me of them trying to do some evolved steroided out version of like ape escape where you have like a, a a bunch of different worlds and you have a home station that you go to where you can like do a couple things in but then like you go to a world you have a time limit and you gotta like you know catch some apes with your net basically like that on super steroids yeah. but it wasn't like it wasn't fun you know there's no. not really a story that grabs you enough to keep you wanting to do it or anything like we that we played either. it for a couple of weeks and then we just kind of we were like nah yeah we tried though i like the cat the pale what's his name little cat guy yeah. i just like the cats in general yeah there's cool. little cat things right you around. go to like a little sushi bar they make you food and stuff i think you might be mistaking that with final fantasy but that might be just me too as well. Because in Final Fantasy, there's cat chefs that cook you stuff. Yeah, it's in this game too. Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. Or maybe, no, no, I'm crazy. I'm getting that mixed up with Final Fantasy. No, that's my fault. Yeah, you're right. I am right. There are cool <laughs> cat chefs that make stuff. Yeah, So they were awesome. I'm going to give it a three. And the only reason that it's that high is because of how stunning the game is visually and how cool like the monsters are and you're creating your own stuff is. That's about it. So far, I would I'm going to give it a, a 2.5. As I'm saying, I would give it a 2 or, or so, but the only thing that's giving it that one point up is the, you know, the the way that this game is so stunning, I think, is what saved it for me. And then we're going to go over to Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That's the name of the new one, right? Tomb Raider. We didn't really get to play this because when the game came out, so did the Spider-Man DLC and I think Red Dead Redemption. They were all around the same time. So we we played part of the DLC. No, the Spider-Man game came out, I think. Oh, Just it was in the general, game. yeah. Okay, so it was the so Spider-Man game. Like, yeah, okay. Like the I'm gonna play Shadow anything else. The Tomb Raider else. game, and then I think right when we were done with Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption came out. I think that's what it was. Yep. And um, we played all of Spider-Man, and we played parts of Tomb Raider. And from what I played, it was good. I mean, those games, the new Tomb Raider games, I love them. I think they're hands down like amazing like like in comparison obviously the older ones the graphics aren't that great but i think the story's good i think the new look for lara is awesome i think all of the games have been really good for that yeah so i don't think that this game would be bad we just haven't gotten a chance to play it um this one is like what is it the second game was more so wintry based and you were in like the mountains and stuff this one seems to be more like jungle-ish based you're in like a I'm trying to look this up. It's it's jungly. It's very jungly. Jungly. You're in South America. In where are you? So far, at least we don't know. It could be a lot more. Yeah, but could be lots of stuff going. Anyway, on. so um, we can't give us a full rating because we haven't played it, but I'm sure it's gonna be fantastic. IGN gave it a nine out of ten. Steam has seven out of ten. Uh, everything seems to be very well received. We just haven't got a chance to play it. So if you guys did, let us know what your thoughts are on that. And maybe we'll dive right back into it. Yeah, I, I can't give that a full review. But what I can give you a review of that we didn't finish is Red Dead Redemption 2. And just wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. I love this game. I love still this game. playing it. Yes. A lot. Uh, we're, we're pretty close to the end of like the main story. There's but obviously I do a lot of side stuff. Yeah, so. I know. There's obviously tons and tons and tons of side stuff. Uh, basically, this is about a, a cowboy named Arthur. And him, you know, 
helping out his group of yeah. other cowboys and ladies. Cow bandits. So you could choose to, again, be a bad guy in this game, or you could choose to be, like, soft. I was trying to go for the fucked up dark route, but Joe was really insistent on being a good cowboy, so we did that. Uh, good cowboy. We love cowboys, obviously. Like, we love Westworld. We love dressing up in, in our cowboy garb. Like, we're totally about that. So this game is actually really cool. I never played the first game. Um, but I think if you haven't played it, you really don't need to because... Yeah, that well, there was quite a few games. Yeah. There was, um, what was it, uh, Red Dead Revolver, then Red Dead Redemption. And then there was a the zombie one, right? Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare, now Red Dead Redemption 2. But I think that this is, like, the other ones were just, like, side games. Like, they weren't, like, a full... No, Red Dead Revolver and Red Dead Redemption were full games. Yeah, but they weren't, like... And I think so was Undead Nightmare. It was, like, a big, full redo of the whole game. But it was a redo of the game. And it was a game itself, but it wasn't, like, how this is its own individual game and, like, the first one is. Yeah, true. They're, like, redone versions of it, which is fine. still a game. It counts, but it's not in comparison to these two. So what I'm saying is, for this, you don't have to play the other games and it doesn't matter. It's its own thing. Like, I got everything. I was very comfortable with the story. Very good game. I mean, we aren't finished. I can be totally pissed with the ending, but I would safely say it's a five for sure. Yeah, so far it's awesome. It's been amazing. The maps are cool. You know, getting a bounty place on you is always scary. You can get lost forever in the game. Whether you're hunting or going into towns or exploring or anything. There's so many things between, like, brothels or, like, going to the theater or casting a new town or trying to get a new area to like be in it's just so much shit that goes into this game and i can't believe how much detail is in this game and how much like you know the little things for your hair growing and you having to you know cut it off and um you know different horses that you get with different like speed levels and names and just little things that i really really appreciate about this game yeah and you can be good or you can be bad or whatever but either way just be a cowboy it does affect your story somewhat like, yeah, I believe certain things do change depending on what your choices are. Like but you're bad way, and you what? show up to a town and you have more wanted signs in areas, like you'll know it. So I'm a good boy, though. Um, so we haven't obviously finished that, but I would say with a safe bet that it's a five and we're, we're planning so on finishing it, it this, uh, this week, upcoming weeks. So now that we're going into you know 2019 and that we're here, I want to talk about a couple games that are coming out next year that I really want to play. Okay, um, here we go. I know already what you're going to say. I know. What do you think I'm going to say first? Kingdom Hearts. Of course. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be streaming on Twitch, if you guys are listening, a lot until Kingdom Hearts comes out. I'm trying to, at least. So I'm going to be playing the other games, if you want to see that, leading up to Kingdom Hearts 3 release. This is something that's been well over 10 years in the making. I've been waiting for this game forever. It's fantastic, and you're being a hater. It'll be good. I have hope. you even played the other ones? Oh, of course. Okay, and they're great. <clears throat> and we have so many new amazing worlds. We have Big Hero Six. We have Tangled. We have Toy Story. Whoa. We have Monsters Inc. Like we have yeah, very unique worlds. So I'm really, really excited for it. This is a game I've been waiting for like my entire life. It's my favorite game series. So I'm very fucking pumped for this to actually come out this month. Um, then there's Days Gone, which is that zombie game we were looking at. Yeah. So Days Gone is set to release in April. Um, it is action-adventure zombie game. It's going to be a good first quarter, hopefully. What is this? says, Deacon St. John is a former outlaw-turned-drifter and bounty hunter who prefers life on the road to wilderness. Okay. 
So... Ignore that part. Fun-looking zombie game. Yeah, it looks like a really good zombie game. If you have a chance, check out a trailer, see what it's all about, because we're not going to be able to really describe this other than it's a dope-looking zombie game. Uh, we also are looking forward to... Well, I mean, I am. I really want to play Devil May Cry 5. Um, I haven't played those games. They're good, and I haven't played all of them. I played four and uh, part of, I think, two if I'm not mistaken, but the game looks really fucking good, so I'm having high hopes for it, and I'm pretty pretty uh, looking forward to that one. Is there any other games that you're looking to forward to next year? No, I think that's it right now. Uh, I don't think The Last of Us got a release date yet, but, I mean, if the second game wants to come out next year, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, that'd be great. Because that game was fucking incredible. But you never know with all these games, man. They say shit's coming out, and then it takes, like, four years, and it's just... Real pain in the ass. Waiting. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Well, that was it for our 2018 video game favorites. Pretty much everything we, like, listed was for PS4. We didn't really play anything on the Switch, which is kind of sad to think about. We bought stuff. We didn't really play too much. Yeah, we haven't been into the Switch too much lately, but we will get back into it, especially now that we have Smash Brothers and stuff like that. Thanks to our friends. If you guys played any of these games, let us know if you think our ratings were fair, if you thought they were better, if you thought these games were worse, and let us know what games you guys actually enjoyed this year as well. Um, obviously, you know, we're more so console players. We don't really do PC gaming, but... And we don't really play online. Yeah. So everything for us is about what can we do together as an experience and just play a story and have a good time. I definitely want to do more PC-based games because there seems to be like some interesting ones out there. But if you guys have any recommendations on games that we should check out, you know, from 2018 or even in general, let us know on our social media. Another thing I want to announce and talk about really quickly is that we are on Apple Podcasts now. So you could be listening to us on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud and on our website, which is podcastforthereasonlyreleased.com. If you go to the podcast section there you could literally just listen to us on the website so you have lots of options for where to listen to us and whatever works best for you guys yeah check us out tell your friends also tell us obviously if you know you want to hear anything in particular from us or if obviously our reviews suck today and that you never want to hear that from us again <laughs> <laughs> our instagram is pod for the recently released so if you want to talk about what happened on today's episode and uh give us a little bit of insight to your favorite games this year, then check out our latest post and keep up with us there. I can't talk. Yeah, so I'll just take over from there. Everybody, keep up with us. You know, check out our new stuff. Check out all our social media. And uh, check us out next week. Thanks a bunch.